Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Good Iron Show. <laughs> Just about to go hard on the Brummie accent. After yesterday, I don't know what's happened. My voice is all over the shop. Day two from Radio Row, Good Iron Show, broadcasting live from our point here. We've got some great interviews coming up for you, Sherry, Ollie, and the debut of Josh Peacock, all joining us here on Radio Row. Plenty to talk about, plenty to discuss. This is the Good Iron Show. Good. Uh, hello, welcome to the Gridiron Show. Right, I've got to know what's so funny. Told them the link. All right, it's it's an incredibly uh, niche in joke, but Sherry, we've been discussing a certain individual back home on a regular basis, and she's just been suggested as a person Sherry might know on Facebook, and has only two mutual friends. So you and Ollie, I'm obviously not friends with her on Facebook. Oh dear. There we go. Welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you in the game. Get online and registered for our trip for next season. It's going to be an absolute banger, and you'll get to watch one of the teams involved in this year's Super Bowl, hopefully, as we head to the new Georgia Dome in Atlanta as part of our Dirty South Tour. It's going to be fantastic. We're aiming to keep it around the two grand mark. We're going to see a number of NFL games and college games. It's all run by the brilliant Ben Mortimer. So go to touchdowntrips.com or Touchdown Trips on Facebook to get involved and go and buy tickets for our Super Bowl party. We have sold out of the five, six for the price of five group tickets. We're close to selling out for the ten for the price of eight group tickets. And we have only one pre-bowling ticket left. I can give you the exact number on that one. Uh, so it sounds like it's going to be a really good night. I had a lovely, long conversation with our wonderful sponsors at Visit Houston earlier today, uh, just with all the great stuff that they're going to plan for the evening and their fantastic competition prizes they're giving away. So loads of great stuff is going to happen and it's going to be a great game, hopefully, as we've been discussing with a number of people today. Um, but yeah, joined on the show, as always, my co-host, my buddy, my bestie, my mini-me, Ollie producer. Hunter. <laughs> hey, man. The producer of the show, Ollie Hunter. You're out of order. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome one and all. Uh, Matt Sherry. And for the very first time ever, do you want a big intro as well? Yeah. Editor of Gridiron Magazine and all-around pain in my ass, Matt Sherry. And uh, Josh Peacock, who's a man with great hair and a great bod. Uh, <laughs> he is uh, along with us uh, working with Gridiron. And he's joined us today because we're going to get his impressions of opening night as, a, as an outsider, opening night. as a, a man who's not been to the Super Bowl before, an Open NFL event night. before, uh, and he's also going to read our Twitter questions Open for us. Thank you. Were you Hello. singing that while you were at opening night? Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderfully enjoyable. <laughs> Have we had a fun day today? It's been a long day today. I had three hours sleep. 
I have had to work on the NFL show, which you were fantastic on, by the way, Will Gavin. Thank you, buddy. That's very kind. Incredible stuff. Incredible did, did it, did assistant it, producing. On <laughs> we had to, there, there was some, yeah, <laughs> assistant, basically I was an assistant yeah, producer, and that's fine. But you were, see, the difference is I'm happy to put in the legwork, and I don't need the plaudits. That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, so that was fun. That was, it, it was stressful with the whole ISDN thing, but hopefully the guy that lent us his spare ISDN uh, has decided to leave it with us. And not take it back. Yeah, that's what appears to have happened, and hopefully that's how it stays. Exactly. Uh, we had some great chats today as well, along to Radio Row, and uh, we, a lot of people who listen to our show listen to the NFL show as well, so there's no point in us repeating chats with Eric Kendricks, who obviously had on for half an hour the other day. Yep. Kelvin Beach, a regular friend of the show, can get on any time. Um, and uh, Crockett Gilmore as well, the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. However, we are going to hear from, later in the show, Brian Brayman, Eagles linebacker we had on last year, who was really good value and really good fun again this year. He pied both me and you during that interview at various points and left Sherry untouched. Yeah, I would suggest the, how many, the most how many, easily mockable of this group. How many yeah. NFL players have, have chosen me over? There was a wonderful moment earlier when we were speaking with AJ Boye, the, uh, the breakout corner of the Houston Texans, and we're hoping to get him on at some point this week as well. He was all jam-packed today, but he... Um, he uh, he said about how he loved our accents, as many people do. And when he said he loved our accents, I said, are you sure you love both of our accents? Are you sure you don't love my suave, sophisticated accent? And he said, no, his is rugged. I'd like to go for a beer with him, talking about Sherry. And then he looked at me and went, we could go to Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, he said deal with me, you know. <laughs> you are so I rugged, just got, I'm just so manly. Man. I'm, trying to, I'm really de- trying hard but not Boy to go had up the last the laugh. Because he did come on and pied us all off. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> but hopefully we're going to get him on at Boy some a, point. we miss you. We chatted with the uh, lead writer for SI.com, Greg Bedard, uh, who... We Sorry, mate, that, that intro, I did not understand anything you said just then. The lead writer for SI.com. The lead writer for SI.com, okay, thank you. Greg A. Bedard. Uh, Sherry had a chat to him and got real nerdy on the X's and O's, but we'll save that for later in the week. I don't, Sherry, do, are we going to save that for later in the week? Something oh, about just it. We're, Put it out. We're gonna have a lot more. We're gonna have a lot more conversations yeah. with like people about this game. We, we've got four days of this. It's your podcast. We'll do what you want. You're right. It is. I'm glad he's finally acknowledged that. Good man. Uh, <laughs> so Greg Abadabi, Keenan Reynolds, the Ravens wide receiver and former Navy quarterback, who's converted from the position of quarterback to wide receiver, funnily enough, uh, to join the NFL. And he had a really interesting chat with him. He was really good fun. I'll tell you what, well, that was really interesting. Coming to London last year. So yeah, we're going to bring you all of that coming up shortly as well. Um, we kind of recorded the podcast last night. At the, we recorded most of it here, and then we did a little bit on opening night back okay. at the house and everyone was enjoying their shiner box for those out there well I had because I'm sleeping on a mattress well yeah no. we're on the shiner box bandwagon <laughs> great great usage of the old soundboard there Mon Bra. <laughs> thank you brother thank you we, brother we went out to, to Walmart to get some beer and, and a blanket for me and um, we bought three crates of lager two blue moons the guy is drunk yeah we were two blue moons and one of this shiner box oh. why, why did we get a shiner box just a, a guy I played golf with last week recommended it and it's just we were gutted we didn't get all three shiner box oh, you it's can't the, buy it on Amazon in the UK it's so good it's <laughs> awesome oh god it's, it's a, a, a just a really flavoursome Lager. It's that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm I'm not a big lager fan. I don't generally drink lager, 
But that is a great lager. That it's, is a I would say it's the best lager I've ever had. Yeah, uh, I, I, agree. I don't think that's an overreaction. No, I, I, I know you two are the kings of hyperbole, either positive or negative. But you're in the you're in the ballpark without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely up there. I will tell you what ballpark we were in yesterday. Minute Maid Ballpark. Hello, hey, woo. link of the day. Uh, stop bringing back more sound drops. We you need to do king. that. Uh, I did. I did. <laughs> you can buy China Box soap in the UK, but not beer. Commemorative friggin' soap. What has the world come to, Josh Peacock? Um, so we, we brought you some of the interviews last night, but that was done in a slightly uh, kind of tired, haphazard. inebriated. Haphazard is a very good word for it. I mean, we did have to record it twice because I forgot to press the record button a second time. So well, we've all done that. Haphazard <laughs> is very much the right word. In fact, did you? You definitely got the Greg A. Bernard interview right because you remembered to press the record button twice, unlike me last <laughs> night. Uh, so, uh, Josh, as a non NFL man, that's the official title for you this week. It's a little bit harsh. Was it? No, but I, you know, I mean, as someone who is new to the world of being here at the Super Bowl first time, what were your impressions of what is normally, I have to say, the farce of opening night? But actually, it sounds like everyone had quite a good time last night. It was absolutely crazy. Um, I can't even find words to describe it. To, well, that's uh, kind of the point of what you need to do on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. Thanks for the support. If um, Sherry can manage it, I'm sure you can as well. Yeah, to, to have to have access to all those superstars from um, uh, Brady to Julio Jones, all these guys, and they're just in your immediate vicinity. Um, I mean, I broke off from Sherry one point uh, of just sort of tailing him around and getting little bits of photos and, and video and bits. And I just said, I just want to go and look at Tom Brady in the face. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. Look at him in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not in the flesh? In or? the flesh. In the flesh and no, the face. No, no, in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Just look at him and, right in the and, and face. And I'm, I'm not talking about the extremely scary fake Tom Brady. I mean the real guy. No, I didn't like the scary Tom Brady. No, no. That wasn't cool. No, he was very scary. I, I saw a picture of a guy dressed as Kel from Keenan yeah. and Kel. Yeah, and I there. assumed... It, it was. No, was it? I, all right, ruin the whole point of the story. Who's Keenan well and done. Kel? I'm just turning your mic off. If you're going to sit there and write and instead of paying attention and then... Well, put it away then. Do you want to start that? Are you, done? Do you, do you Are know, done? Do you know the actual highlight of my night, though? <laughs> the highlight of my night was just going and looking at Edelman's beard. It's a good beard. Me and, me and Ollie stood there and, and debated for about 30 seconds that I was going to ask him about... Uh, tips for for men of all ages on beard growth, and yeah, as I'm uh, sick of the side of beards. And as as oh. we as we decided, the exact wording, a, a fellow not I shouldn't say a fellow journalist. I'm not one myself. A journalist just over the way from me asked the exact question, and, and so, did he nail it? He did. He just said simply, "Don't shave." <laughs> it's classic, incredible. Yeah, that, that honestly, as what a man. That's classic, incredible. What a man. Uh, I mean. Beyond the fact that it was much bigger, much more ridiculous, everything's bigger in Texas and all of that, did you feel like you've got anything? Like, Sherry got loads of great stuff from the Patriots, kind of assistant coaches and stuff. That seemed to be the, the, the place to go for it. And there was... I, I, it's a bit weird at the moment. So Radio Row Today has been really quiet for a Tuesday. Like, it's, it's been good that we managed to get a few good interviews. We've got loads of good stuff planned in. I mean, for tomorrow, for example, just to read you, this is just what we've got in the morning for tomorrow morning. We are speaking tomorrow morning with Brandon Williams, the Ravens defensive tackle, Mike Haynes, Hall of Fame cornerback, Brian Billick, 
No way. Uh, Coach Billy. Can't wait to see Mike Haynes. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, what that a man. guy's in such good shape for what, his age. What a man. Shane Ray, the Broncos outside linebacker. Oh, wow. Like I loved Ray coming out of that draft. I loved him. It's he a, loved Wade as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was strong. <laughs> and it's it's been a bit quieter, and I, it's it's a bit weird. We've not seen the stadium yet. I've not. I had, didn't go to opening night. So, kind of don't night. feel like the games on Sunday yet. I haven't really got properly hyped for it. Uh, did you just? What was that you motion? Did, I think you need to drink a lot of beer and get in the spirit of things. I mean, it looked a lot less like drinking a beer and a lot more sexual. That motion that okay, you just right. did with how your about, hands. How about now? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. a can of beer. It's great, for, great for radio. That. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Perfect. Great, he's having a great day. I'm guys. good at this, he's, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. He's, having, he's having a real good time of it. Listen, Scragsy never made it on, so. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, I just remembered, I forgot, we've got to email Brad Gee about getting on uh, Kyra Santos as well. Oh, oh. You, Will sent a, a, a WhatsApp to, to everyone on our group going, I don't want Ollie to get too excited, but Kyra Santos is in the building. And I immediately got too excited. I went, What? Cairo Santos! Oh, no one else cared. No one else cared. To the bane? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be a great week. I've just kind of, I'm still easing into it. It's the media party tonight, which will be another opportunity to drink, have a good time. Uh, yeah, I just, I'd like the people around us, though. I think it's a really good atmosphere in our little area this year. I was having a really good chat to the guys from the Boston Herald earlier. They, they seem all really lovely. The guy who broadcast for 98 Rock, the Ravens. What a man. Yeah, great guy. And we've already <laughs> mentioned... Uh, Sherry, Sherry's, Sherry hates him now. Because he asked, he asked if I'd come on. And then Sherry went, yeah, I'll come on with you. And I went, great. And then we found out it was only on microphone. And the guy went, sorry, it's only on mic. And now Sherry's decided that he hates him. Seems a little extreme. He's awesome. Also. How can you hate him? Don't talk to me, Josh. <laughs> You're a disgrace. No, uh, no, he's a great guy. One he of the is. best of ever. He is. One of the one of the things that has been doing the rounds today, but almost as a bit of a, a joke, is the the Kyle Shanahan losing his playbook last night. A journalist, journalist, accid- accidentally, air quotes really don't work in podcast form, do they? <laughs> uh, picked up his <laughs> Can bag. Can you have back to back air quotes as and well? His, <laughs> <laughs> and his playbook. Went missing for a short period of time before reappearing. Will waves his hand. Sorry, I thought it might be good to give some... <laughs> a little descriptive action. <laughs> like it. Uh, just saying that, you know, descriptions of the man wearing a hoodie with cut-off sleeves have been circulating around the building quite regularly. That is a ponytail that is and a half, isn't awesome it? ponytail. Outstanding. Wow. For the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's bald all over with it. Brilliant ponytail. He is looks it? like the guy off the mask who, at yeah. one stage, hits a seven iron off of uh, Jim Carrey's mouth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> great. What a line. <laughs> what a comparison. High five um, for the listeners. Uh, it, it's a brief moment for me. There is Kel from Keenan and Kel currently walking past us. Should we get him over? It's, a, it's a brief moment where. John, see if we can get Kel. My excitement about Kyle Shanahan is uh, slightly tempered by the fact that he was stupid enough to almost shout him, John. His, he's leaving. He's clearly leaving the Kel. building. Who's Kel? <laughs> John is literally shouting to him. Lots of people gesticulating five minutes. I think he is coming over. Is this really happening? This is actual Kel. Get, get the headphones Josh, off. Josh, yeah, Josh you've, off. you've lost. You've lost. Right. You, you've missed out. 
this is amazing. Yeah, how are you doing, right, man? How are you doing? Can we get you to just? Can yeah. I just ask you one question? Okay, what's that? Oh, I you think you know. I think you know what the question's going to be. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. I think the question he wants to ask you is what? who loves orange soda? Oh, Kale loves orange soda. Is it true? <laughs> I do, I do, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moment of the week. <laughs> it's done. I'm going home now. <laughs> what a hero. He's, <laughs> he's here with Nickelodeon. Sorry, who is that? Did you didn't used to watch Keenan and Kel? <laughs> no. On Nickelodeon? No. What? What? You're a disgrace. Get out, Ollie. That was one of the one of the greatest moments of my adult. That's up there with Jerry Rice coming and chatting to us oh, last get year. Out. That's a disgrace. <laughs> you're a disgrace, and you're still going up at the end of everything. Uh, I'm, try- I'm really trying not to. I'm really, really, really trying, trying not, not to. to. Not to. Oh god. I don't know how it's happened. But I'm, it I'll tell you how it's happened. It's association with with Sherry <laughs> and his weird northern accent, and you've somehow taken it on. I'm a chameleon. What can I say? What can I say? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a chameleon. So, so our issue right now is there's not a lot of football to talk about. There's no, it's not like there's a game this week. Rich, well, Do you know what I want to talk point about? Is, is that we've got we've got the whole week to talk about. And we're going to be getting on guests who can. Who cares? Like, <laughs> you're just the producer, Ollie. I, just, cares, I, I think right. I've got something really great to talk about. Right, Sherry said his thing first. We're just going to respond to Sherry's thing, and then you can tell us what you want to talk about, okay, buddy? <laughs> All right, tell us now. Sherry, you do your first. No, I've, I've already said my. All he was doing was having a catty, catty comment about the fact it's not a game this week. I'm saying we've got three, four more days of podcast to talk about the game. We're going to get loads of specific guests on. We're also going to hear from. Uh, we're also going to hear from Keenan Reynolds about playing the Patriots this year. We discussed that with was him that as well. Was that Kel so or Keenan? That was Kel. Oh my god! So on the podcast we've had Keenan and Kel. Kel. Well, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is he? Where is he? So right now we're going to. That was maybe the best. <laughs> Having Kel on was great. Realizing that we've got Keenan and Kel on the same podcast is the moment of the day. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> Uh, can you tell we're all a bit tired and delirious? It's good, it's good. Ollie, what did you want to talk about that wasn't Keenan and Kel? I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> Why don't we just <laughs> That's go just straight one. to the Keenan audio now? I think, well, the, yeah, the Keenan Reynolds audio. I was like, Kel, but hold on, we just had him on. Yeah, let's go to the Keenan Reynolds audio. Uh, wide receiver with the Ravens first year, coming out to London this season. Lovely, lovely man. We talked to him about his time at Navy as well as conversion from quarterback to wide receiver. Really enjoyed this conversation. This is Ravens wide receiver Keenan Reynolds. Really uh, genuinely delighted to be uh, to be joined by Keenan Reynolds on uh, Radio Road. First of all, Baltimore Raven going to be coming over to London next year. But uh, kind of, first of all, how did the, how did the first season in the NFL go? Um, it was an experience, you know. Uh, it was a dream, lifelong dream of mine to get to the NFL. So, you know, you kind of have this thing in your head about what it's going to be like, and then you get there, and the reality hits you. And you really see what kind of a what kind of a profession it really is, and what it takes to be successful. Um, and I learned a lot, and I'm really thankful for the experience and, and having that 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 opportunity to be a year wiser and rolling into this year. You know, I'm gonna be ready to roll. When it's Everyone time to go. talks about the pace of the NFL being just that step up from college. I mean, is it? I think that uh, the speed of the game, yeah, per se, is kind of the. It, I really didn't see much of a difference, but what the difference is that these guys are true professionals like you know you, you go to the, the hospital you see a doctor he's a professional he you know they, the ins and outs of his craft 
Same thing is like that when you're on the field. You see a receiver or a DB or a linebacker. They know the ins and outs of their position and the position that they're lining up against. And it's second nature because, you know, obviously some guys aren't – the older guys in the league aren't as fast as they used to be, aren't as strong as they used to be, but they're sharper than they used to be. Therefore, they're able to outwit and outplay some of the younger people that aren't as savvy as they are. So that's something that I really learned uh, in, my, in my time with the Ravens this year is – you know, it really takes a lot to be a pro. It takes a lot to be a successful pro. It's a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifice. Uh, it's interesting because you, you are coming over to the UK, as I said, next year, and you're going to see just how much the NFL has grown in the UK. And it, it is now you know, fourth or fifth biggest sports on TV, and it's, it's really growing and growing and growing. But the college game maybe isn't quite as big, and so a lot of people might not know your story. Big fan of yours at Navy, where you had a very successful career as a, as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. So... When did you make the decision to make the transition positionally? And, and just talk us through that process, because that to me is amazing. When you've spent your yeah. life doing something, yeah, and, then yeah. you, and then you go, right, I'm going to take the chops, I'm going to go and learn something different. And not only am I going to do it, I'm going to do it at the pro level as well. <laughs> um, well, you know, going into my senior year, I knew that I had an opportunity to play. Some people had talked to me about, you know, would you be open to changing positions? And I'm like, well, shoot, play NFL, of course, you know. <laughs> this is a dream of mine. I'm not going to be stubborn. I'm not going to be prideful. Um, I have an opportunity in front of me, and I just have to be able to adapt. So went through my senior year, played, and, you know, coming out just uh, – when I really – when it really sunk in that I was going to change positions was I was a running back in an all-star game, uh, like a senior all-star game. At the East-West Shrine, yeah, right? Yeah, I was a running back. And so I was like, all right, well, now it's really official. I see what my, my future is going to be. Um, but then after the Shrine Games, people were talking about receiver. So going through the process uh, leading up to the draft, I was kind of doing a little bit of everything. I was doing running back stuff. Mm -hmm. I was doing receiver stuff. I was still throwing because uh, a team or two had told me, to, you know, keep your arm loose. You know, we want, maybe they want to see you throw. So I was doing a little bit of everything. And then when I finally got drafted by the Ravens, you know, I had to ask them on the phone, like, <laughs> what position do you guys want to play? And they were like, I love oh. Ozzy on the phone uh -huh. to you and you say, uh, sorry, Mr. Newsom, where am I playing? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what position am I playing? Like, it was like a whole bunch of excitement. And then I stopped and I was like, wait, what position am I playing? He's like, receiver. You're going to play receiver and returner. I was like, all right, cool. So now I knew I, I could focus my, my attention and efforts on being a receiver and returner. And, uh, you know, I had a lot to learn. And I still got a lot to learn. I, wanna, I, I went to see Navy versus SMU this year. Uh-huh. Uh, well. Navy smashed them. Yeah, it was. It was a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah, did. I saw that. So you, so you keep up with it. Oh yeah. And Will Worth was a guy oh, that really stood out for me, mm -hmm. the, the quarterback. But he's a big guy and he yeah. runs the ball so well. Yeah. But also, he can throw the ball. Absolutely. He's coming into his senior year. I think he'll hopefully he'll try and make it into the NFL. Do you think he's a guy that could change position? I mean, he looks like a fullback to me. He's massive. <laughs> um, you know the thing about Will. Uh, I got an opportunity to play with him for three years. And, uh, man, that dude is just a spectacular human being. Not just just completely off the field. I mean, he's one of the best guys you'll ever meet. So everything that he did on the field was just it was just great to see because you got a guy like that and the, the character that he had, and you see him going on the field and tearing it up. I mean, you know, I remember at one point I was looking at my phone, looking at his stats, and I was like, wow, he's going to break one of my records. Like, he had four <laughs> games left and only needed six touchdowns, and he was destroying it. He was well, on he a great injured, though, didn't he? So yeah, yeah, that is a yeah. terrible injury. Um, you know, I think he definitely can make a, uh, a play to play in the league. I mean, I don't know what – I haven't talked to him, so I don't know what his, uh, yeah. what his mindset is. I think he can do whatever he wanted to do. I mean, he's a great athlete. Um, he's very talented. Big guy, like you said, very strong and can throw it as well. Another strong guy is Joe Flacco. I mean, Super Bowl winner. What's it like playing with a guy who has that, that arm? I mean – Yeah, you know, you walk in a building and, <laughs> like, you know, Joe Flacco, everybody, you know, you think about the, the Ravens, you think Joe, you think Steve. You think Terrell Suggs, you think Ray Lewis. 
you know, you see Joe Flacco, and it's like, oh, man, it's Joe. <laughs> but he's just like a, you know, he, he walk up and down this aisle like he was just a normal guy. I mean, he's very laid back, very cool, um, and a great quarterback. And so it's pretty awesome to play with him. Um, I'm, I remember being a freshman in college watching a Super Bowl game, watching him win the Super Bowl. And now here I am on the same team. Who, who was I'm, a, I'm a 49ers fan. I remember watching that Super Bowl too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the difference is, is it's three in the morning by the time that game finishes <laughs> in the UK. So if you think you're devastated when it happens late at night here. Uh, <laughs> well, you mentioned him there, but a guy I did want to ask about was Steve Smith because uh, one of the very best to play the game. It's going to be interesting to find out um, what he chooses to do if we're going to sign with the Panthers and do the retiring thing for the day. But... I, what was he like for that first year, particularly you as a rookie? I, I, we see his persona on the field, mm -hmm. big, brash, in your face. What's he like off the field working with a young guy like yourself? Um, he's real. He's as real as they come. A very genuine person. I mean, it was a blessing to be on the same team with him, to, to watch him, to, to experience his last season. Um, it, was, it was awesome to learn from him. I mean, you, you look at him on the field and you see all the things he does and how great of a player he is. But he's just as great of a student of the game off the field. I mean, his knowledge of the game is unparalleled. I mean, 16 years, you're going to know. But he continues to study. He continues to study every week all the DBs. I mean, I remember him breaking down all these DBs and their tendencies and what they were going to do and how to beat them. And it's Tuesday. We just started <laughs> preparation. We just started preparation. And he has, he's watched hundreds of plays on these guys. So, you know, it's being able to pick his brain. And, you know, he's, great, he's great to be around. He's going he's gonna to laugh, joke. I mean, we laugh so much in the, in, the, in the receiver room. It was great to come to work every day. Um, but at the, same, at the same token, if you need to talk to him, you have an issue in your life, and you need to have a real conversation with him, he'll sit down and have a conversation with you, and he'll give you the real advice that you need. And I think that's what makes – that's what gravitate. so many people gravitated toward him because of that, because of his presence in the locker room, his leadership. John, John Harbaugh, obviously your coach, Coach Harbaugh for you, what kind of a, uh, a man is he? He's often thought of as one of the best coaches in the NFL because of that Super Bowl win, but also uh, the how unlucky the Ravens have been with injuries, key injuries over the last couple of years, and they've still managed to put a, together, you know, reasonably good seasons despite everything going against them. How how good a coach is Coach Harbaugh? Um, he, like you said, he's one of the best, best in the league. You know, and uh, learning from him every day. You know, he's the culture that he's built. And with the organization, him and uh, uh, Mr. Newsom, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy uh, just to be a part of that. kind of really reminds me of playing the Navy. Um, very physical, tough culture built on hard work and accountability. Mm. And he's going to keep you accountable no matter who you are from top to bottom. So uh, I have a lot of respect for Coach Harbaugh. I have a lot of respect for that entire organization. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Go, going forward into next season, the, the wide receiver position in particular interests me there because I think Kamar Aiken's out of contract. You've got Mike Wallace, who's, who had a real impact this year. But I th it feels like the Ravens of the last two years have been a team which, if things had broken just the right way, they could have easily been a playoff team. But in whether it was injuries, whether it was you know mm. tough close losses, whatever, whatever it might have been. And I, I, it's great that they've got that trust there in, in, in Ozzie Newsom and in Coach Harbaugh that they can continue to work with them and, and build beyond that. But what do you think the Ravens need to do this coming season to make sure that you're not watching the Steelers going back to a championship <laughs> game, but you're going there yourself? Um, you know, like you said, we're just one or two plays here and there, you know, from being, from being you know, in the game, championship game, AFC championship game. So, uh, you know, I think we just got to put it all together. Uh, we got all the pieces. We got a lot of talent. And uh, just got to keep working. It's a, it's a tough business. And, I mean, there's a lot of – the, the margin of error from the Super Bowl winner to 
the, the team that has the number one pick is very slim, no matter what you may see from the records or, or points or whatnot. It's very, very slim how close everybody is from being, you know, in the Super Bowl or out of the mm. playoffs completely. So, um, you know, you just got to keep working to, to, to get those inches. Who's faster, you or Mike Wallace? Mike Wallace. <laughs> 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 really? He's, he's old man Wallace. Yeah, old man Wallace is fast. He can run. Also, uh, CJ Mosley's one of my favorite players in the NFL. Does he hit as hard in practice as he does in in, in games? Well, fortunately, I haven't had too many run-ins. I have one specific, <laughs> like, one like particular memory of him. I was running a crossing route. Uh, I was on practice squad, so I was running show team crossing route, and he just like threw a forearm at me, and I thought I, I thought he broke a rib. I was like, "Yo, man, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta give me a warning. You can't just you can't just give me a drive by right. <laughs> in the middle of practice." I, I was like, "Oh." It's, it's, it's physical on the other side of the ball. We were talking, uh, Eric Weddle came on the show mm -hmm. just before your last game of the season or a couple of games from the end of the season to talk about coming over to London and everything. And we were talking about just how physical that defensive back rooms is, is looking and, and growing forwards. It's, it's exciting to see. I, I want to ask about the teams playing this weekend, though, because we talked about plays and moments and turning points in a season. When you were at 7-5 and five and went up against the Patriots and it was that late Tom Brady drive to win it. That felt like if the Ravens could have pulled that win out, that might have been the, the moment that the season really picked up and took off three wins on the bounce. Uh, when you're trying to prepare for a team that are as well coached as the Patriots have been over the years, particularly as a rookie learning this in your first season, how do you go about, how do you even go about it? That's kind of what I'm intrigued by. Um, you know, just watching it for me, for me on the sideline watching it was just, you know, it was literally, like I said, one or two plays. You know, we had that, that freak block kick where, you know, he jumped over the, the long snapper, which was crazy. i never seen that before, like live action. So to see that, it was just one or two plays here and there that would have turned the tide of the game. And it's whoever can come up with those two plays are the teams that, that win those types of games and they go on to have opportunity to play for championships. So I think we understand that and, and realize that you just got to keep, keep striving and reaching to make that play. And, and, and when you do, when the, when the ball bounces your way, good things happen. And whilst we're talking Patriots, Julian Edelman. <laughs> I'll put your microphone on, shall I, Matt? <laughs> um, you're one of the guys, obviously, who's, who's exactly the same story, basically, as Julian Edelman, albeit you probably had a more accomplished college career. Probably. I think that's, that, that is a bit <laughs> of an understatement. But you're out, so, yeah, yeah. You're okay. out of order. I'm turning his mic back off again. <laughs> I can't believe Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable scenes. You obviously have the... I need my mic. He's on. Um, you obviously had the college career, but what's that rookie year been like? How's the transition? How difficult is that transition? And have you, how much have you learned in that first season? Um, you know, I was, like I was telling them, it was a lot. It was very tough for me. Very trying. You know, tested every part of me, physically, spiritually, mentally. Um, really, to, you have to ask yourself, how bad do you want to do this? You know, how bad do you want to keep coming to work every day? How bad do you want to work hard and keep trying to learn? Um, I watched a lot of film. I watched a lot of film on, Ju on Julian Edelman. I uh, watched a lot of film on a lot of different guys throughout the league that I wanted to, that I admired, liked the way they played, wanted to see how they were so successful. Like, what do they do to be successful on Sundays? And how can I take little pieces of their game, you know, implement it into mine? And the good thing about being on the practice squad that I took from it was I can look at that film and I go on the practice field and try it. And there's really no, there was no adverse effect. You know, I was, I was just out there simply trying to get better and try new things. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't game, I wasn't getting ready for a game. I wasn't, you know, trying to run a game plan route. I was just running show team route. So had the opportunity to really just add to me, to my, my toolbox as a player. So, you know, looking at guys like that just kind of gives me hope. You know, he came as a quarterback, 
you know, made the transition. Now he's, you know, number one receiver for the Patriots and playing in his second Super Bowl or third or whatever. So, I mean, just, you know, you uh, see you guys like that. second win. That's the main thing, aren't you, Sherry? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I wonder as well, because we were talking about this before, but you, you, we talked about Julian Edelman then. Another guy we've spoken about this before in the past is Denard Robinson. Uh, mm -hmm. He's been over with the Jaguars. And I think what's different there is that he was the way that, Robinson's been used is been very different. He's been a running back. He's been used kick return. He's been used a receiver, gadget players, that sort of thing. Has it been better for you to be specialising more as a receiver, going out there and, and you know focusing on one area of the game, particularly when you've got to get up to that NFL pace? Yeah, I think that uh, being able to focus on receivers definitely helps because you're doing a lot of different things. You can be good at a lot of different things, but you can't be great at a lot of different things. It's, I mean, it's a lot easier to be great at one thing. Um, so, you know, I'm working to be great as a receiver. Great. And then, obviously, as a returnman, I want to be great. Um, but at the same time, you know, if I'm given an opportunity to run the ball, I still remember what to do with it. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, just have an opportunity to continue to work on the craft. And I'm, I'm excited to get back to Maryland and start training, to be honest with you. I took some time off. It's the longest amount of time I've ever taken off uh, that I can remember. Mm. And so now that my body feels great, I miss it. I got that itch again. I want to go back so and play. It's, it's, and, and excited to come to London, yeah, of course. Of course. It's, week, so you mean. it's week three next season. Um, have you got your passport sorted? Have you got a bucket list <laughs> of things that you, you're going to do out in London? You know, you, you, well, oh, I, I do have a passport already, but my number one priority is make the team, and then we'll start making okay, plans. Okay, cool, cool. The, 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 the final thing I'd say on, on the stuff we were touching upon earlier is, I guess you came into this knowing it was not going to be a three-month transition. I mean... We mentioned Julian Edelman. It took him two or three years to become even a factor in the Patriots' offense. I guess you know it's a mm -hmm. it's a long process to develop those skills, and it's just all about the work that you put in. Right. You know you can't get you can't tire of of, of hard work. You um, have to be able have to have the patience to continue to put it in, even when you don't necessarily see the benefits immediately. Yeah. And that's something I had to learn um, because for so long it's just been work hard, and I get in the season, and good things happen. And now it's like I put a lot of work in to get to where I was. I put a lot of work in in training camp. I put so much work in, and it still wasn't enough. And, you know, I had to tell myself to continue to keep putting that work in, continue to do good. Um, because even though you're not seeing it the next day, you know, it'll pay dividends down the line. And that's kind of the mentality that I picked up and learned throughout this season. I mean, I didn't have much of a choice because it was either do that or, you know, give up. And giving up wasn't an option. No, it's been a real joy to chat with you, Keenan. We really look forward to seeing you out in London yes, come sir. September, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up then. Absolutely. Good man. Thank, Thank you. you. Keenan Reynolds, wide yeah, receiver of the Baltimore Ravens. And do you know what he was this season, Ollie? A rookie. A rookie wide receiver. Well done. Thank you. Very Thank nice. you, buddy. That's another reason to press the celebration button. Oh, wait, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked him. <laughs> really liked him. Uh, I liked him a lot as well. What I, what I really enjoyed was... Uh, Sherry was, it was at the exact same time he was interviewing Greg A. Bedard, and when... Can we just call him Greg Bedard? Yeah, I don't know why I did, kept doing that. Greg Bedard, when... It's like that's what Gareth Matthew Wells Sherry would like. When Matthew Wells <laughs> Sherry... <laughs> Luke? Lee. Lawrence. Lee? Louise. Okay. Lee? Anyway, when he came back, Matt was like, I'm going to ask him about uh, the Julian Edelman thing. Uh, and uh, and then he ended up asking basically the exact same question we'd asked about five questions earlier. Yep. But you've cut that out. What though, I right? like so much about it. No, I'm leaving it in because oh, what okay. I like so much about it is that Keenan Reynolds understood the situation and didn't just straight back it back to us. Didn't say they make. He gave a different answer and he changed it. Yeah, what a man! Did. I'm a I, big big I fan. I tell you, pre-interview, he's a known great human being. He, he was absolutely brilliant. And we've now had Keenan and Kel on this same podcast. So what a day!
What an absolute day. What more could we give these listeners? Well, should we give them the Brian Brayman interview? Because Now, we, we could give them that, and we will. But we need <laughs> to preface this with Josh Peacock's top three men of the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> because I'm not going to lie, Josh Peacock fell in love with him. He saw his long flowing locks and his long beard and he thought, wow. He's a rival to Hemsworth, isn't he? He's a rival to Hemsworth. He is that handsome. He looks like Jason Momoa, the guy that's playing uh, Aquaman. No? He was in, I'll tell you who he is. Game of Thrones. The king of the Dothrakis, the one who marries the oh, mother of dragons, Cal Drogo. He looks no. I'm going to find a picture. I don't think he looks anything like Cal Drogo. Well, about five of the he, people. He's, so exactly some like would him. some would call him dreamy. He was amazing, he and in person, like he was just great. Sherry, you fell in love with him a bit as well, didn't you? Sorry, I'm just looking at pictures of him. Now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And I am. Um, I sat he off to the side. He's looking at pictures of you. You're an absolute <laughs> wow. Sorry, I, sat, I sat off to the side of that interview and just, just, just kind of gazed at him for 20 minutes. Yeah, he does look a bit like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Cheers. That was a really good moment of audio again from <laughs> Strong Work today. Um, do we need to be getting into some X's and O's chats? Do we need to start talking about football? I think we save it Aren't for tomorrow we talk and we start about breaking it, it down. Well, we're, going to, we're going to play Bremen out now, but yeah, I, just, yeah. I'm, I am concerned that this is a very football-light show. We're going to get David Deal on in a moment. I think that's a first opportunity to start talking about the game this weekend. He's joining us in about 20 minutes' time in real life, so let's just get him on with, with all of us and, and chat to him and finish off the podcast in that fashion. And with that in mind, let's hear from Brian Bremen. This is an interview which about 10, 11 minutes in, I thought to myself, unless we go through and start asking him some like generic NFL stuff, I don't know where else we're going to go with this because... He's, I mean, he's a lovely, lovely man and clearly very considered about his career and, and he knows the level he's at and where he forms to. But you get to a certain point, you're like, I don't know much elsewhere to go with this. And then he just grabbed that interview by the scruff of the neck and dragged it into another six minutes of great audio. Thanks, I'm going to put the whole Thank you. I'm going to put the whole 17 minutes in. I did. The, I whole, did. the whole thing is going in. So this is Jason Momo. Sorry, it's uh, Brian... Brian... <laughs> can't I remember his name? Brayman. I'm so... I'm so uh, Flustered by the fact I've got his pictures on my laptop. Is it Brayman or Brahman? <laughs> Brayman. Brian Brayman. So they don't call him the noodle. He now. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Brian, Brian Brahman, the uh, uh, defensive lineman of the Eagles for the last two seasons, now a free agent and uh, a lovely chap he was. Uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been fun. Um, I'm, it's kind of tedious, but uh, it's always good to you know walk around. Free food. Yeah, the free food's s- great. See see some famous people it's like a celebrity cafe just run into somebody sit down and, uh, you mean like like Matt Sherry Will Gavin the, the, the real the real big names they send over from the UK to do this <laughs> yeah yeah not you Ollie <laughs> so to alleviate the tedium you come and talk to us some Brits need to yeah man need to you know it can light, I just say before, before we start you've got the I, best w- hair that I've ever seen I appreciate it. As far as I'm it, concerned, we've started. I've started rolling, oh, so yeah. <laughs> we can just, just go on with it. I love the hair. Yeah, I, 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 I am somewhat attached to it as well. well uh, I mean, quite physically yeah, attached I to like, it. Yeah, you know, I sleep with it and shower with it and stuff. God, that's real commitment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a good, we got a good relationship going. Draws, draws a lot of attention. <laughs> to get to the hair. I can't concentrate. To get to, to, get to the uh, nitty-gritty now... Um, 
an interesting first year for you guys under under Doug Pedersen. Obviously, there was a it was a great start that you've had, and then you kind of had that slump in the middle of the season, and then ended the season on a high. How do you look back upon the season as a unit with a with a rookie quarterback and and everything else? You know, it's uh, obviously didn't we didn't end up where we wanted to be. We all had ambitions to go on, you know, postseason, uh, Super Bowl. Um, didn't happen, but uh, it is the trials and tribulations of the NFL. Um, it is the NFL for a reason. The level of competition is is at its highest level, so it's it's uh, you know it's good to get your wins, and you really just try to deal with your losses as they come. You know, correct it as 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 quick as possible. Um, apply the tourniquet, stop the bleeding, and really just kind of turn it around. We were able to win a couple at the end of the game at the end of the year, but uh, you know ultimately we didn't end up where we wanted to be, and uh, we look forward to this next year. You know, the continuity between the the locker room and and the coaching staff. The ability to, to know your customer, who you're working with, who you're showing up, and, and who you got working with you. Um, we're, we're definitely looking forward to this next year. And I guess the disappointment as well comes from you had that great performance against Pittsburgh when I think you moved to 3 or 4 and 0, and you, you really blew the Steelers out. In, and that's obviously a huge local rivalry yeah. game that means a lot. I mean, what, what was that like? I mean, it was, we, th- we thought it was a very good good test as to like where we were going to be at for the season um really kind of see uh how things are firing offense and defense um you know pittsburgh was projected to be a good team um ended up being a a playoff team team. yeah so uh you know it's it's how it's how it goes uh you know you you win one, and, and it could all go downhill after that, you know. And uh, I'm not really sure what it was that uh, kind of caused us to start misfiring. But uh, we just we weren't hitting on all cylinders, and we definitely let a couple of them go that we felt like we should have won. We were definitely in a couple of the games that we felt like we should have won. But, uh, again, young team, um, you know, new, new coaching staff. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that you can blame it on. But... Uh, you know, we, we just got to be better. I was at the game uh, against Green Bay in Philadelphia. Green Bay had just come off a really bad defeat against, uh, I think it was, <laughs> it, was t- it was against uh, Tampa. They'd just come off a, re- a really bad defeat, defeat there, and then they bounced back against you. And I just thought there was a bit of a lack of rhythm when it came to, to, to the Eagles and, and, and a, a lack of continuity, I suppose, on offense yeah. and defense. Really being able to find, you know, the, the confidence that, that you need in order for you to be able to find that, that rhythm, kind of get in your zone for you to really be firing on, on all cylinders. You really got to just, you got to have those plays that will break the ice. You know, you put a couple yards up on the, on the board, then, you, then you, you knock out your first, you know, first series the first down you know then you got another first down and you're starting to work into their territory and really just being able to get the ball rolling in that direction is is where it is that's why momentum and stuff has so much so much to do with the game as far as uh big play on offense or defense really being able to feed off of that in the other phases of the game special teams you know it's 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 all it's all a part of it and you know you can't you can't deprive any one of those uh phases of the game and, and expect to be able to win every game. Let me ask about Jim Schwartz. First year with you guys, and uh, 
certainly an intense human being, but he he's, very, he's had an impact intense. everywhere he's gone straight away, it seems. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unbelievable to, you know, really kind of take a look at the history that, that he's had as far as uh, taking over defenses and, and what he's done to, to turn them around. Um, it, was, it was fun. It was awesome. I knew that I, I was really hoping, you know, after Chip had left, um, you know, Bill Davis had taken off. Um, I was really worried about whether or not I was, I was going to fit the system. There was a lot of talk of me not fitting the system, whether or not I was going to be able to uh, make the team. Um, how much I was supposedly making, how much that was going to play a part into it, you know, uh, the players that they had converted from, you know, the D-line to, or from the outside linebacker room to the D-line, just, there was a lot that went into it, and I was, I was really glad to be a part of it, because Jim is, he's a character, and uh, it's, it's been, it's been <laughs> that, unbelievable being able to play with, uh, being able to just attack everything you know that's kind of like my play style is just kill maim and destroy well, yeah, well that's it it's, it just seems like you watch a gym sports defense and it's everyone flying around and, and learning that new scheme's got to be destroy everything yes yeah. it's like a swarm of wasps isn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. just buzzing <laughs> around no 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 yeah it, like in in jim's words is the d-line go shit up and <laughs> the linebackers just go out, go in there and clean it up yeah so it's uh he's he's definitely all about it how difficult is it to learn a new system you know it's your job so it's uh you know you you really just kind of make it as difficult as you want to make it you put in the time to study film really watch uh players that complement your play style um how you can really kind of learn the system just it really is all about effort and you know that's uh what a lot of a lot of people talk about is um you know it, a lot of guys they don't make it in the league because of ability but there's just as many guys that don't make it in the league for ability as there is that don't make it because they're they're unable to to handle the class the class work like the amount of time that you spend in the meeting room is twice if not three times as much time as you would put in the weight room or out on the field so Meeting, meetings, you know, film study, really just understanding where your coach is, you know, trying to get you to, to progress as a player in the, the defensive scheme of things. When you're studying film yeah. and other you say you, you watch other players, are you watching other players on your team or are you other players are from around the league or from so back in history? What I, like, what I like to do, obviously I have, you know, I have those Hall of Fame players that, that you watch that you just are in awe of that have been able to kill the game in, in every aspect better than anybody else has and then you have players that are currently playing like what I like to do is to watch players that are currently playing that I feel like are similar body types and and uh, you know play styles as as my play style you know something that I can kind of emulate compare. Yeah. yeah yeah really just go out there and, and be that you know um, somebody who's had success over the last couple of years um, obviously where I'm trying to be uh, just Make sure, make sure you do things right. You know, you mm -hmm. can't you can't make too many mistakes, and uh, after you make two, you know that's already too too many. So, what's, what's the obviously? I think you're entering free agency this year. Yeah. What What's that process like for a guy like yourself? And 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 is it nervous? Is it excitement? What What are the feelings like there? You know, I feel like I feel like at this point in my career, I'm I'm past letting it you know work me up yeah. uh it is what it is uh i know i know more about the nfl now than i did when i first started and i you know i'm able to handle it 
emotionally a lot better than I feel like I would have been able to when I was younger. Um, you just you, the chips fall where they may. You know, uh, you end up here, you end up there. Um, what really matters is that you're happy, and uh, as long as I'm playing football, I'm happy. Well, there's always shampoo commercials as well. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Head and Shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I, what, hey, what's the what's the brand over in the UK? Uh, the head and Shoulders. Yeah, same one. It's yeah. one I have to use. That's for sure. I mean. Uh, I don't have to use it. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I heard Fabio retired a while ago, so <laughs> we need a new one to step in, right? That's true, that's true. <laughs> All those romance novels, what was that, like 698? <laughs> I better get to work. <laughs> but when you are approaching that process and you kind of seem to be approaching it from a standpoint where you're quite kind of open-minded to where the future is going to be for you. So say yeah. that you know, the right opportunity doesn't come along for you. There's not a team that you particularly think the fit is there. Have you considered a career beyond the NFL, what you would do beyond this? You know what? I have. I, and as I've entered year six and, you know, free agency's coming up and, you know, the, the thought is in the back of my mind that my career could be over. You know, there, there could be uh, something that happens where I don't get picked up. And... Uh, you know, I've thought about it. I've, you know, I've, I've dabbled in real estate. I'm currently getting my real estate license. I think it'd be cool for me to be able to uh, push around a little money in real estate. Um, otherwise, you know what? I would, I'd love to try Hollywood. You know, I've, I, why not? <laughs> yeah. Just go out there. Everybody tells me I have great hair. You know, I feel, right. like, feel like it would be, it'd be great for the, you, you, for the TV screen. You, you remind me of that guy, and I, I forgot what the movie. It's the one with Snow White in and the. The sword Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he looks like that. I was thinking guy. Edge. That's where I was going yeah, with it. Edge. Yeah, the, see, I, it goes it goes from one extreme to the next. <laughs> we got Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> the Edge. Uh, not too long ago, somebody was just saying the new Aquaman, Jason Momoa. Ah, nice. That's a good show um, as well. Who else? Uh, I get Brock O'Hearn. You know, we actually joke around a lot about being doppelgangers. So, good, uh, good voice as well, you know. You could yeah. consider broadcasting. Uh, really, really, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, radio, yeah, I got, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have, I think you've got too much going on physically to be on radio. Come on, will you on for radio? He's got the face for radio, right? Whoa, Brian! Really good fun to catch up. Thank you for coming and uh, hey. enjoying us down here. And uh, I guess we've got to ask everyone that comes along, what do you fancy this weekend? Uh, if you, uh, I, did the Eagles come up against either of these? I really should have done my research yeah, the on this. Falcons. You played the Falcons this year, and that offense, and Kyle Shanahan, and everything that they did. How do you stop them? Uh, you know what? Uh, they're coming in hot. I don't know. I don't know if you can. Uh, I don't. You can, I don't think you can stop that. That's like, that's like Indiana Jones running from the big concrete you don't you just you don't stop it you just you look for the way out <laughs> I, I, I think the, the people who've spoken to about it say it's fundamentally about stopping the run even though there's all those other weapons there it's not about double teaming Julio or anything else if you can be stout up front and stop those two very talented running backs then you force Matt Ryan to make the decisions and that's where mistakes could be made is that something you yeah, saw I mean, when you were... Any quarterback on any given day can make mistakes, but, I mean, Matt Ryan's no slouch. So it's, uh, I mean, I feel like, you know, in one of the biggest games of any player's careers, you know, it's, it's, it'll, it'll, make, it'll make for an interesting game. I'm excited. Two, two great quarterbacks, two great teams. It's going to be great. Two Brian, great can coaches. I ask you, when you, when you no. see a quarterback... <laughs> <laughs> right. when, you, when you see a quarterback 
start to move his legs and you think, oh, he's not going to slide. As a, as a de defensive guy, do you think, I'm going to get him, I'm going to nail him? Or you not, you know, is, is he just any old player? Does it matter that it's a quarterback? Yeah, I, you know, I feel like the quarterback knows that it's for his safety. Uh, I, don't, I don't know of too many defensive players that aren't thinking just crush him. Mm. Like, it, you would obviously want as a player to make that decision after he makes his decision. So either he's going to slide or his head's going to come off. That's, that's the way I would think as a defensive player. Um, I feel like that's what quarterbacks and that's why, you know, the slide and everything's going into it. But um, when it comes to uh, – you got to know. I mean, a quarterback, if he's going to play reckless, you know, you give him the benefit of the doubt. If he's going to play reckless, then that's when you kind of go in – lower in the shoulder obviously make sure that you're within the the you know the strike zone yeah, yeah. you're not doing anything dirty or anything like that all within the regulations of the game but uh i, I feel like quarterbacks are are just as worried about that 15 yard penalty as as defensive players are because uh it actually hurts them more than it it does us sure. you know, maybe as a team it hurts but um, you know, those, those quarterbacks can't take too many hits like that. Yeah, and, and they, they saw Molly Coddle down the, the red no, jerseys. Here we go. <laughs> the red jerseys in practice. It's it's about every once in a while they need. I think they need a hit. Yeah, it? yeah. I mean, it's football. It's contact sport. You know, can, I, I, can, just finally on quarterbacks. Interested to see a, a take from from a guy on the other side of the ball on Carson Wentz and. Well, what what's he been like? Does he have those leadership, the yes, intangibles? Yes, he does. He's he's an he's an incredible. An incredible uh, a football player. He's an, an incredible man. Um, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants to get done and, and where he's really trying to go. And he, he doesn't really let anything from the outside in, you know, ruin ruin that. And, uh, you know, it takes a special guy to be able to do that, especially within, you know, the limelight, the, the spotlight that he faces uh, coming in as, you know, second overall yeah. pick. Just... It's how it goes, but uh, he's handling it well. And uh, you know, if if I am with the Eagles, I look forward to watching him progress. And uh, if I am not with the Eagles, I will continue to look forward to watching him progress. So and then uh, maybe at some point come up against him and I, I, you know he slides. I hope he's got his rib protectors on <laughs> because I'm, I'm coming in hot. <laughs> if I do get the chance, if I do get the chance, I'm coming in hot. Right, really good fun. Thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. It's, we actually start off that interview with like a, a section of us just chatting to him. There's no official <laughs> yeah. intro, and you went, "Well, before we start, I've started. <laughs> this is it. This is the interview. Let's go." He was a great guy. He is. Yeah. 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 Do you know what? In other in other times, in other days, last year when we had superstar after superstar, today would have. You know, it could be. Some could say it was a bit of a damp squib, but I don't think it was. I it, think because of those two interviews and how much I enjoyed doing them, it it, it was a great day. And you know, what? it was interesting talking with uh, talking with him about Jim Schwartz, about Doug Peterson. <laughs> I'm just finding really bad reasons to put these in now. It's the theme tune from Doug. Wow. <laughs> we downloaded it when Doug Peterson became yeah, uh, Eagles yeah. head coach, and I don't think we ever played it out. Okay. Uh, horrible. <laughs> right, um, guys, let's finish off the podcast by talking to David Deal. But before we get to that, I believe that Josh Peacock is the holder of the Twitter questions. Oh, whoa, whoa. Josh, you didn't go through your top three. Oh, yeah, we only yeah. got that Chris Hemsworth and Brian Brayman were two of the three. No, 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 no. no, no of no. the NFL. Yeah, the NFL. Okay, top three in the NFL. I haven't got, like, 
uh, any specific Is countdown any sexy music. music? Uh, not really. Soul music. What's that one? Oh yeah, we're um, not uh, middle left. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Oh, that's delightful. Josh Peacock's top three men of the NFL. Number one. This should be a regular feature, I might add. Uh, JJ Watt, number one. What? Yeah, he's ruined it. You don't even get your next two. Wow. No doubt he'll be here this week. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow working his way into shot. Go on, just quickly run through the other two. Who are the other two? Two is Edelman and his beard. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. And yeah. and three is that absolute devilishly handsome man. Brian the noodle. Brayman. I really thought we the were noodle. having a great show today. It's like a random show, but a great show. It's all gone horribly downhill. Who do you want to swap out JJ Watt for? Uh, Anybody? Yeah, just any human being. Dante uh, Fowler Jr. Uh, Chuck him in. I do like Dante Fowler. Right, let's uh, let's. I'd, I'd honestly rather have Aaron Hernandez and he's killed multiple people. Than Dante Fowler Jr. <laughs> no, than Jr. <laughs> 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 um, that, really that really got dark quickly, didn't it? Anyway, Twitter <laughs> questions. Yeah, come on, okay. lay it on us. So, so we put out a few tweets earlier to ask for some questions, and uh, and the first one comes from Alex Clark, who says, "I have a very random one. Do you have to play?" And your team win in the Super Bowl to get a ring, or do unused subs also get one? Oh, you get a huge number of allocation of rings, and the team can then choose to beyond the ones they get given by further ones. So you get a ring if you are like an organisation who chooses to do it top to bottom. Like you imagine the Falcons will, considering Arthur Blank is paying for the entire permanent staff to come out and I watch the Super Bowl. I don't think that's as rare as it's been. So, I'm pretty sure New England do that every year. Well, okay, well. but I know about that story. But it's the fact that he's having to pay for regular tickets for them because they can't get enough of an allocation for everyone. Yeah, I bet he's really um, out of pocket now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that billionaire. Uh, so, the, so they will... If you're a kit man, if you're an assistant coach, if you're, you know, if you're a scout, if you're like anyone who is at the core of the organisation, if you have contributed to them winning, you get yourself a Super Bowl ring. Okay. There you go. Great. Uh, Mark Walker says, which three teams have the smallest window now to win a Super Bowl? What do you mean smallest window? Does he mean as in they've got a window but it's shutting fast? Or oh, I, I like, or, I like or, that. Or do they mean like the 49ers and Cleveland Browns have clearly got the smallest window to win mm. next year's Super Bowl? I think it's the former of the, of the two, yeah. not the latter. But their I, window is a dot to I, me. I would say uh, the Saints with Drew Brees, even though they haven't had a window for several years now because the rest of the roster's really poor. But Drew Brees is the kind of guy that if you brought him into this situation you could see him getting the job done in a Super Bowl which is more than can be said for most teams I, I think a, ageing quarterbacks are the yeah. kind of one to aim. Well, I mean in theory unless Brady does really continue to carry on forever and ever actually beyond this year you'd say the Patriots should only have two three more years where they're right there at the top but he'll probably play for another seven years and, and even uh, if he doesn't they've still I got Belichick <laughs> what you're looking yeah. at is the, the quarterbacks so Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers I think he's still 33. You'd still say he's got six, seven more years left in him. Perhaps. So some, perhaps. Might, some might say the Giants, but Eli's already passed the point. He's charges with Rivers. Yeah, but again, it, the, where was the, where's the pedigree there? For where all was that? the window actually open? Yeah. So I think I think the, I think the I glaring think omission. If they got past those injuries over the last two years, they could have been a really competitive team in a very difficult division. I think the most obvious is Steelers. The Steelers with yeah, Big Ben, because Ben regressed massively. There are clearly some issues 
with Antonio Brown and the organisation. Um, so I, I would say the Steelers. I would say as well that increasingly we're seeing that these windows outside of one or two teams don't really exist because you look at a team like Atlanta this year, Carolina last year. Just get hot. Who just get hot. They've come from nowhere. They've had the season that nobody expected. And I think we're going to see more of that in the NFL because of the absence of elite quarterbacks and in elite organisations. And Rodgers is a good example. He's obviously a great elite quarterback, but he's just so badly supported by what's around him. And we don't have that situation now that we had with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning for years where you could guarantee that at the end of the season they would both be there. The only team that seemed reliable enough for under the period. So it's hard to say anybody's got a window anymore because it's just so interchangeable year to year. Great question. Great question, mm. that. You can start off by saying the video of Kel has just gone up on Twitter if you want. Right now? Yeah. The video of Kel coming to visit us as we do this podcast has just gone up on Twitter right now. I, it, it's a bit ridiculous because... I was going to be like, yeah, so go and check it out. But they'll have now heard it on the podcast, so they've got to this point in the podcast. So Yeah, but you want to see the video as well, Will? I, I think so, yeah. Good definitely. for John Jackson um, doing it, by the way. More than anything else, I, I just watched the video, as you were saying that then, and my reaction is less excited and more like I, can't, I genuinely can't believe it. I go like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a flappy, wavy-armed man. I just kind of go... <laughs> I don't this, understand. This is more great stuff for audio. Well. If you're the listeners, oh, felt that. Uh, can you do you that guys. again, and we'll put it on? <laughs> we'll quote tweet the Kel tweet, and just have me doing that. Uh, Josh, what's that thing where it goes back and forth? Is it boomerang? That would be really funny. Yeah. It's a boomerang. Yeah, that would be a great boomerang. It looked like one of them later. big inflatable things that you have at like car garages. <laughs> yeah. Or at the wrestling, they had them at the wrestling. Do you remember? No. That one woman came out and she had the big flappy wailing arm things as she came out. No? Okay. That night was crap, wasn't Let's it? Let's move on. <laughs> you had a wonderful time. Josh, more questions. Uh, on Twitter, Craig Leddington asks like he says us. on Twitter as if we interact with anyone. If you ever want to email us, we've given out the email a few times Hey, before. wait, what's that over there? That's an owl. It's flying to the desk. <laughs> it's dropped a piece of paper. Josh, I'm handing it to you. What does it say? It, it says. It's from AJ Boyer saying, thanks for taking me to Hogwarts. That's great. Thanks, buddy. What's going on with your hands? Craig, Craig Leddington. He's a great man, Craig Leddington. Simply says. On what format was this, by the way? This was on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Craig Leddington says on Twitter, what, who's where? the best driver? Oh, it's e- I'll count myself out It's easily me. Oh, it's easily me. Oi, I wasn't you, helped I'd, by I'd, you. I'll tell you who's the worst angle driver, and that is Matt Sherry. When I got yeah. in the car after you'd used it, I sat down and, <laughs> and I kind of tried to sit in the seat, and I was kind of hunched over. You have that chair so far forward. It's, it's not even straight. It's actually an acute angle. Right, what's, what's Who are we saying? I'm, I, I'm not I, I'm it. a sensational partner. I'm, I'm a great driver. I think Ollie Hunter. Ollie is the one who nearly killed us. So but I think also he probably, saved our lives. I think he should probably be taken Sherry out Sherry doesn't mix. indicate. Sherry doesn't indicate. I do indicate. You don't Every indicate. time. I, no, I can't. I, no. And you might be the worst navigator of us all. That's right. incorrect. Sherry, well. worst navigator. You get us there quick, but it's not always. <laughs> I, get I us, really get you there I get quick, us there safe, <laughs> safely but slowly, quickly but you might die. And uh, 
Sherry gets a balance of the two. Do you know what? I, the need, I need support, and I didn't get it last night. <laughs> well, we all agree. Well, I've well, got the. Never get in the car with you behind the wheel again. <laughs> this is great banter. It is. It really is. <laughs> I got the Hyundai up to 111. Nelson. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Uh, um, anyway, we really on. have to stop congratulating ourselves <laughs> on the jokes we make on the podcast. I bet it comes across as horrendous. I also think we have to accept that David Deal's not coming. Move, moving on. Maybe we could try and get David Badahill instead. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone high five. Nobody saw that on the one. joke. Congratulate each other on the joke. Don't forget, guys. Don't forget. That was a this bit is great will, banter. That was all a bit Will Flappy hands, wasn't it? <laughs> flappy arms. Um, moving on, we have a, a, bit, a bit more of a serious Hold on, hold on. What, what's just happened is Josh just became the most professional broadcaster at this table. That's what it needed. He's been doing it for 45 minutes. <laughs> um, Adam Barton Moving on. says, uh, what is the most important matchup in Sunday's game, that being the Super Bowl? I'm and that's a question we'll be discussing later in the week when we... With, we've, we've really dug deep on that with Greg Bedard, so I recommend Adam doesn't just listen to this podcast, he listens to the ones... Down the line, and he will find out. I'm sure he will. Um, he also followed it up with, who sees their team in, the, in a Super Bowl first? Liam, which is Liam Blackburn's New York Jets. Will. I know where this is going. It's going to be all Will. Will's San Francisco 49ers. And then he follows it up again, tweeted us quite a bit this afternoon, or Ollie, and that's your Green Bay Packers. Well, Ollie is the most likely to see his team in a Super Bowl. He also asked us, over under 300 beers consumed by the Gridiron team this week. Right, I think we're probably closing in on that mark. Already? Yeah. yeah. I said he set the bar way too low there. Yeah, undoubtedly. undoubtedly. Especially now that we've found the Shock magic top. stuff. No, whatever it was. That was the orangey beer. Um, that got a bit too much. <laughs> Just to describe what happened there. Sherry and Ollie kind of went for a high five but then really loosely high fived and then their fingers intertwined and their kind of arms collapsed into each other in like a lover's embrace. Easily the best moment of my week, Ollie. It was a great beer. What, when we had the beer? Or that moment then? That moment there. But the beer is right. Remember that first taste? I'd like to have a first taste to you, Ronnie. Uh, whoa. Can you answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> Are we answering Where's the question Where's Careless here? Whisper gone? That really got weird. <laughs> This'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Ollie, yeah. He I'd wants like the first that, taste of your magnificent... Finish that sentence from the car. Don't. Do not say it. Uh, Josh? Well, you haven't answered Jets, 49ers, Packers. 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 And please improve your questions. Go that back. Was, the original fun. The original question was a reasonable one. Yeah, Jets great, or 49ers it? was a good question. Mm, mm. I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers because the Jets haven't been to one the in are a, like they're 60 years. They're, a, Whereas, they're an abomination. At least the 49ers have reset and cleared house and tried to do something. Mm. The Jets haven't done anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the last of the questions, but we've got to appeal for more questions. It's kind of, it's kind of why... We want to hear plenty We've of got questions. to stop tweeting the, question, the request for questions out at what is the equivalent of 11pm in the UK. That's probably going to help us. Let's do it in the middle of the day. We've done a, we've done a little videos driving in on the way into, into yeah. work, and we'll, we'll keep doing those, but I think we're going to do a lot more as we're getting... We've got some really good guests on tomorrow, so we'll do some, uh, 
some Facebook living of those, some Twitter living even. So it's Periscope. Follow us on Twitter, at Gridiron, to find the videos there. And we're going to put those up as I go along. And you'll be able to see them afterwards and then obviously hear the audio in quality on the podcast as well. So all sorts of oral tweets and visual medium excitement for you over the next few days. Are we going to head off to the media party now? So I can't guarantee that tomorrow's podcast is going to be any less sloppy than this one, which, let's be honest, was a little on the sloppy side. But uh, we're going to get real deep on the football over the next few days. So this one... <laughs> why don't you just, why don't you just punch the mic? Because <laughs> you're talking about how sloppy the podcast is. But we're going to get real deep on the football, aren't we? <laughs> Lower yourself in, Will. Are we going to go hard on it all, are we? Rock hard. I think that's the perfect point to end the podcast. So, uh, point. Party tickets, grand-magazine.com forward slash Super Bowl LI. Touchdown trips, check them out there. Our party's in association with Visit Houston. And what a wonderful city it is based on our time here so far. Ollie loves a pig skin, doesn't he? And uh, otherwise, thank you for listening to The Gridiron Show. This is great. I didn't even mean to cut that off. It just cut off. <laughs> Sloppiness continues. Sloppy the guy goes. is drunk. <laughs> Four days like no other. A festival like no other. For a bookmaker like no other. Bet Fred. Get up to £40 in free bets when you sign up using promo code CHELP40 and stake £10 on any Cheltenham race. Bet Fred. At the heart of Cheltenham. 18 plus, new UK customers only. Available from March 6th to March 13th. £30 free bets credited within 10 hours of first bet settlement. Extra £10 free bets credited if first bet loses. Full terms at betfred.com slash promotions. Keep it fun. BeGambleAware.org. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.